difficult, 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 I've been out of the country. <laughs> ah, I see. Well, I'm Katie. And I'm Marie. And this is the Difficult Women Podcast. And we're so excited to be back after a couple weeks of no episodes. I'm sure you guys have probably noticed uh, by now. We're not I hope doing this. <laughs> yeah, I hope, I hope so. <laughs> guys, bring it in. Let's do a quick little Difficult Women huddle. We're not going to do every Tuesday episodes anymore. That's that's the plan, right? Yes. I mean, we um we have like a lot of other projects going on that we're really excited about, one of which is our new album that is coming out. And we're excited about that, but to really make sure that we give our our little baby a, a fair chance in this world, <laughs> this crazy world we live in, we got to put a little bit more attention onto that. So we found that um, the the pod was just, we love it. We love you. We are still around. We're here. We're putting out some episodes, but it was just a, very taxing on us to be doing it every single week and then also try to have a regular job and then also uh, try to do the album and then also try to like live a life that's normal. <laughs> it's, just not, it's not easy, you guys. We need an intern. If anything we've learned this past year is that Life is worth living and you got to take every day and, and, and live it, live it up. And that's, that's what we're going to do. So anyway, we're going, we're going to, going forward, we're doing quality, not quantity. Okay, guys. So speaking of which, we got a hell of a show today. But first we have to talk about how, how you feeling over there, Katie? Yes. Um, so I've got, I would like to say I, um, I finally caught COVID or as I like to say, it caught me. <laughs> oh, um, wow. I'm, I gotcha. I'm like dying over here. I, this idea, some of y'all that had like no symptoms, fuck y'all, because I'm not well. <laughs> I'm like not well. It's like I, I, I am, I could not be more grateful for the vaccine because I, I, I probably one of those people that'd be dead. I don't really know because I do not feel good. And I don't, I, I mean, we are so lucky so fucking lucky to have this vaccine and the people who are not taking it for whatever if you if you have a medical reason why you're not taking it okay but everybody else like y'all are so stupid because <laughs> this is not a joke and like i you know i've it's been like yeah like i guess like the flu times a cold times like difficulty breathing like it's it's not fun and i'm hopeful that the vaccine means that i won't be doing a whole two-week you know of this because that's what it used to be but and a lot of people that I've been hearing that have been not feeling well with it it comes and goes pretty quickly hopefully but mm -hmm. we'll see oh, pray for I'm me so sorry <laughs> no it's I'm awful. so sorry and I just and I it, it's just this is a great lesson as to why you know we, we want to pretend like this thing is over and it is not over and the minute uh they took the mask mandate out of new york city everybody got it <laughs> everybody in new york city is getting sick again anybody that hasn't had it is like getting it now i know a good 10 or 11 people right now that have it so um it's coming for y'all <laughs> new york is always the first but it's coming and um so continue even if you know people make fun of you for wearing your mask keep it on you don't want this if you can help it well we are wishing you a speedy recovery Thanks. My brain's a little melty, so we'll see how this goes. But we are very excited um, about our our um, our 
guest, I don't know what I'm saying, our guest today, Melding. We're so excited to have her on. Barry K. Aloha. She is an actress, singer, a bilingual voiceover artist, and an all-over badass, and someone who is now uh, without fallopian tubes, and we're so excited to talk to her about that. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me on. Congratulations. Congratulations. I mean, yes, that that is the correct response. (laughs) Thank you. It's been it has it has been a journey. It has been two decades of me trying to get this procedure done. And I finally fucking did it. I'm sorry if I am I allowed to curse on this? Yes, of course. Absolutely. Fucking standing. (laughs) Great. Yeah, uh, it took me. It took me twenty years. It took me multiple, multiple attempts um, of talking to different doctors and and GPs and God, anybody who would help me. And being told no a hundred times, and then being finally told yes once. And I was like, "Great, yes, let's do it!" Wow. Oh. And <laughs> I think, free. <laughs> yeah. And just for our listeners that may be like, "Oh, what? What is this all about?" Like, if uh, you who? don't know, <laughs> it is uh, just prohibitedly impossible to as a woman to just easily get your tubes tied or get a um tuba litigation as it's more officially called ligation ligation litigation oh my god like, like you know this I is object. covid brain covid brain is just creeping in now i just had the best mental image of like my little fallopian tubes with little like barrister wigs on like yeah right yeah, there exactly. is like ah! <laughs> she comes but out she would about right she'd be so on top of it they are fighting she's for their narrates it and right. they're fighting for their rights to get out so i mean yes, it makes sense. exactly um <laughs> would you do you mind talking about that a little bit more i mean have you always known that you've never wanted children always Even when I was a wee baby bairn who didn't know a single (laughs) thing about the birds and the bees, I didn't really play with baby dolls when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, I was playing with full grown ass Barbies. She was dressed like an astronaut. We had dreams. We had ambitions. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. She had a little briefcase. It was cute. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, I've I've never, I'm the youngest of three, so I didn't have any younger siblings who were babies when I was like cognizant of it. So that may have played into it. Who's to say? Um, but yeah, even even with like friends of mine who had siblings who were who were babies, I was never like, oh my god, your little brother. I I was never really drawn. And, you know, babies are adorable, and if you give me your baby, I will I will bounce it on my knee and I will make it giggle and I will make silly faces at it, and then I will give it back to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I and we will both have had a wonderful day, and everybody goes home happy. Um, but yeah, it, it never, it was never a draw for me. Um, there was never any like phobia, because I know that that's, that's something that a lot of women deal with, like a literal phobia of being pregnant, a literal phobia of of being a parent. Um, that doesn't really so much play into it for me, because I did for a long time. Uh, I wanted to be a surrogate. Yeah, I wanted specifically to be a surrogate for a gay couple that is is already my friend. And I had quite a few who were like kind of thinking about whether or not they wanted to pop out a crotch goblin. But um, <laughs> but I, I thought kind of kind of in the same way of, of why I decided to donate my kidney. It's like I have the equipment. I'm not using it. I mean, I'm using my kidney, but I only need one. <laughs> um, and if somebody else tr- like I, I, I feel like sometimes there's a 
there's something about life. People who really wanted to be parents have always known. My mom's one of these people. Like she's known since she was three years old that she wanted to be a mom. I I don't know if I'm missing a gene or like whatever, whatever it is, there's a disconnect there. But if somebody says to me, like, I want to be a parent, and if you are a gay couple, obviously you cannot biologically conceive one as of yet. Who's to say? Science is great. Um, But like, if you have made that decision, I want to help you. And I have, I got the goods and, you know, let's do that. But I also wanted it to be somebody that I already knew because I know um, I've read like some stories of kids who were born either surrogates or who were adopted and there was there was a bit of an ish in terms of, you know, when when other kids or when other parents would say, oh, well, who's your mom? And they didn't really have an answer for it. Mm-hmm. I would like them to be able to point and say, this is my Auntie Barry. Mm-hmm. I was in her tummy, but these are my dads. You know, like, so you know where you come from and like Auntie Barry is still involved in your life, but not in the parenting aspect. Um but, you know, I'm 37, so I'm not exactly like high on people's lists of, yeah, let's put a baby in that. So <laughs> that dream has kind of gone out the window and and that's OK. Um, if I could donate my uterus, I absolutely would. <laughs> mm, yeah. So what is when was the first time the, the first moment you decided, you know, tubal legation is for me? This is what I the choice I want to make. Um, when I was about 17, I finally got up the courage um, it was, I think that was the first time I ever had a pap smear without my mom in the room with me. Um, Cause finally I was like, you need to not be here anymore. This, <laughs> it, this sucks. <laughs> this is not fun for me or you and you need to go now. Um, I had sort of heard about like the concept of getting your tubes tied, but I, you know, this is very early internet days and and I didn't really know what I was even looking for. And I asked them about it and they're like, oh, well you're too young. So it was just sort of dismissed out of hand, which I was 17. That's that's actually a legitimate thing to say to a 17-year-old mm-hmm. in, a, in a manner of speaking. So I was like, okay, so I'm too young. All right, so that's the goalpost. All right. So I asked again when I was 19 or 20 or something, or 18 even. No, 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 you're too young. Well, what what do you mean, what do you mean too young? Well, you know, I mean, you're you're so young. You have you have so much. Uh, uh, life ahead of you and you might change your mind. You know, what if your husband wants kids someday and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If, if you, <laughs> and here if, it starts, yeah. Exactly. If, mm-hmm. if you go down any uh, Reddit rabbit holes about um, tubal ligations, they have a term, which is a little problematic, but it does make me laugh. It's called breeder bingo. Mm. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's all of wow. the like classic lines that people who are pro-procreation throw at people like me who are voluntarily child free which and it's the what if you change your mind what if your husband wants them what who's going to take care of you when you're old um i mean there's there's dozens and dozens of them and so they were throwing that at me and i had answers for everything but it it just for whatever reason it wasn't enough for them to mm. be like okay let's let's talk about the process and it was it was just a no it was just no 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 just and real I kept, quick Oh, where were where were you? Uh, where was this? Where were you living? California, <laughs> you, California. Oh, so yeah. even in California, yeah. And that's like in Texas. I mean, yikes! In Tennessee now too. Yikes! In, but in a blue district yeah. in California. Mm, okay. Um, Sorry to cut you off, but no, no, that, no, no, no. Not seems... a, I, I want that to be known that this mm-hmm. is not like some, 
right. backwater, you know, mm-hmm. oh, they're just so backwards that way. No, this is like suburban Southern California in the early 2000s. <laughs> they knew better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just so you know, every few years I would try to bring it up again and just kept being told no. And, and the reasons would change, but it was all the same breeder bingo shit, you know? And, and at the time this was, this was before I was going to therapy. So I didn't know that I had intrinsic self-worth yet. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I could say things like, why do you think you know what I want better than I do? Right. Person I've never met before. Right. And and I also want to make the point that it was both male and female doctors who were telling mm-hmm. me no. Right. This is across the board. It was it was more I, I saw more male gynecologists than female, but it I don't think that that necessarily plays into this uh, this mindset that right. caused me to have to wait twenty years to do it. Now part of it was also um, I took I took a bit of a break for gosh, 10 years because I had no medical insurance and I was broke as a joke. So like even if I could get a yes, there was no way on God's green earth I could um, afford it. But I've been on Medicaid for the last couple of years and it is a procedure that is fully covered under Medicaid. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. 100% fully covered in, in the state of New York, I should mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. My friend in Colorado was like, it is. And then it turns out it is not in the oh. state of Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but there has to be a way. And I'm like trying to like rephrase things. And it's just mm-hmm. dark days. Curse you, Blue Shield anthem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so so I, I was actually really shocked that it was covered under Medicaid because I was prepared to be like, fuck it. Like, I'll pay. I'll pay out of pocket. This is something that I want and like I've I've been on birth control since I was 15. I was on the pill until I was like 29 or so. Um, and then I like I switched over to a copper IUD just to like give my body a break from hormones. It turned out that was a bad idea because it also turns out I have PCOS and oh. the hormones in the in the birth control pills were keeping the cysts oh, small. And so then when I got the non-hormonal IUD, they just grew. Mm. And I I mean. Girl, my flows were like 10 to 12 days each. And it was it was brutal. Dark days. I mean, and that's another thing. I just want to like clarify to anybody out there that's like, oh, well, why don't you just like stay on birth control? Birth control is like not as much of a permanent option as it people think it is. And it's that, not a permanent it, option at all. Yeah. And, I, and, and but people think just put go on birth control. Just go on. Birth. There is like a million reasons why some people cannot be on birth control. There's like a million reasons. Mm-hmm. And then there's some people that need to be on birth control for other reasons. And like, that's good for them, too. But like this idea that you're just like, oh, well, just be on birth control all the time. It yeah. doesn't it fucks it's, you up for too long after. A long it's time. so it's maddening also how much doctors shove birth control or at least that's been my experience just as late. Yeah, mine too. Um, right. Of just like but but there's other procedures that we could talk about there's other options rather than but that's where i mean i'm sorry if you're a doctor i'm just gonna say this but there's got to be some kickbacks here you know like <laughs> oh i'm sure there are i'm sure yeah how many ID, I like you get um bonuses when you get 100 I iud's a, in or something i had a gynecologist that was constantly pushing an iod in me constantly and i was just like you must be getting something from this right because there's no yeah, why do you I like told you, this like what more? else is there 
can we talk about something else? Please? Was the guy's no. last name Morena by chance? <laughs> it was not. It was a woman. It was a woman. I have to do something. Morena? I was so <laughs> against getting an IUD and I did just get the Morena. And I right now I love it. It's good. It's that's working good. for my body, which good. is exactly. But it's that's working the crazy for your thing. body. Right. It's different for every single I'm, I had a friend who just had to have it surgically removed from her uterus. I've had a friend. I had a friend pounded into her. <laughs> I had a friend whose IUD <laughs> was like <laughs> shot yeah. out of her body because her body rejected it. I mean, it's like what? there's a million things that can her go Her body yeeted it out. <laughs> fully yeeted it out. And then she didn't even know. So she's like thinking that everything's normal. And then it's like, no, it's not in there anymore. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's a million things that we people don't talk about. We need to talk about. But because I went to my doctor with um, some pain stuff going on and it ended up being fibroids, which oof. then I had to have surgery for. Yeah. And it's very common. But before the surgery, the option, the, her number one option was a hysterectomy. And I was like, she asked me my age and that I'm escalated a quickly. older than you. Yeah. And, yeah. And I was like, literally, whoa, we're going to do that? I was like, can, is it diet? And that's the crazy thing is that even just discussing diet, like they're not nutritionists. They don't take nutrition they don't classes. Know. Yeah. yeah. And so again, if you're insane. a doctor and you're listening, maybe just write us in, you know? <laughs> We're not doctors, but we sure as hell are mad at some of them. <laughs> well, anyway, so, back to you. <laughs> yes, back to you. Yeah. What like, what? so where were the moments where there was all this stuff about you're too young, you're too young, you're too young. And then did you hit a certain point where you're like, okay, I'm going to try this again. I'm older now. I more clearly maybe can prove that I know what I want. And then you were still having backlash. Yeah, literally like four months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, that's um, insane. I actually didn't even find this out until I finally met with um, the doctor who did approve it. So I had to go through... Oh shit! Did I have to go through my GP first? I can't remember. I may have. I may have just made a direct appointment at a gynecologist that's in my network to talk about this option. And I met with with the guy. I sat down with him. He looks at my chart. He goes, "Okay, blah blah blah. How old are you?" I said, "37." He said, "Cool. Um, you're here because you're interested in tubal ligation. Uh, uh, <laughs> tubal litigation. Litigation. <laughs> <laughs> tubal ligation." I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Okay. How many times have you been pregnant?" I said, zero. And his head went whoop. Popped up and looked looked me dead in the eye. He said, "You've never been pregnant." I said, "No." He said, "So, so what? So why do, why do you want to get a tubal ligation?" Oh, I was like, "Because I want to never be pregnant." This is infuriating. Like he looked at me like I had three fucking heads. Oh. And I just I, I I looked back at him like he had three fucking heads. I was like, I don't understand what's unclear here. <laughs> right. I, be, but it's because there's this. There's this mindset of the only people that they're like cool with giving a tubal ligation to is women who have already had kids. Because And they're still not even cool about that. I mean, there's a million stories of people that yep, have three yep. kids and they're still not wanting to give but, them one. But at least that's like slightly more Something. normalized than, yeah. than the freak of nature that is me who has never wanted <sighs> right. children and never wants it. Oh my God, there must be something wrong with her. And as a doctor, I'm going to save you from yourself mm. because you surely... Surely mm. there is you. You are you are wrong about <laughs> what you want for your life. Well, you, yeah, and you I must not I've gone yourself. to school to know what you want with your life. Right. is the right. general vibe. So I was like, um, because because I don't want kids. And he said, Well, you're you're 37. I mean, women are having babies into their 40s now. Like I don't care. <laughs> this Good was for them. this was literally like in November oh, of 2021. So 
annoying. And I said, no, I'm fully aware of that. And I don't want to be one of them. <laughs> I know how babies are made, sir. And you think, uh, certainly Jesus. by your 30s, you know how your life goes and what you want and don't want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but come on. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was mind boggling. So now he did say that, but he kept like looking at the chart and my, like I was about to go white knuckled. I'm like, Mm. My eyes were like narrowing down. I was like, no, stay in it. Stay in it. We got fight. <laughs> not taking no. Um, and he said, okay, well, here's the thing. We don't actually do that procedure in this office. What I can do is I can write you a referral to, you know, somebody who who does actually do it in their, in their office. I said, okay, fine. It's a soft yes. I will take it. It's the first mm-hmm. yes of any kind I've heard in 20 years. So I went skipping out the door with my little, I got the golden ticket. And, you <laughs> know, oh my God. I, so I literally took an Instagram boomerang of me like, it's ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like so joyous. So I made the appointment uh, and I went in for it and I was motherfucking prepared. I had my phone already recording by the time the doctor walked in because I was like, if I get another goddamn no, I am holding their ass accountable. I'm I'm sending this to the insurance company to be like they mm-hmm. medically denied me for for reasons that are mm-hmm. non-medical related. I mm-hmm. was ready. Mm-hmm. I had the binder of stuff. <laughs> and, and she walks in, looks at my chart and goes, oh, "Okay, you want a tubal ligation? Um, how does December 29th work for you?" <gasps> wow. Amazing. I started crying. Just mm-hmm. sat there in the chair and not like sobbing but just like squinchy little tears just like leaking down my face in a mm-hmm. steady stream and i said what <sighs> what <laughs> oh, um let me check my schedule <laughs> did you did you talk to the doctor about how how hard it had been and mm-hmm, and she experience? said uh, now here's here's what's weird though she said oh my god and you know first of all i can't believe it took you 20 years and I was like, can't you? And she goes, yeah, I don't right. understand why people would turn you down. I was like, neither do I. Mm. <laughs> I know why they did, but it's not medical. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So when she was like, oh, I see that you were referred here by Dr. whatever his name was. I wonder. I, I don't understand why he referred you. I said, well, he he told me that um, they don't do the procedure in his office, but that you do it here. And he, she said, no, they do the procedure in his office. Mm. Oh, my God. He he what just couldn't bring himself shit. to be the one to take your to take, to take my my, oh my options gosh. of procreation away from me. He he couldn't. It was he he morally objected to it so much. Now to his credit, he at least sent me to somebody who would do it, as right, opposed to right. every other mm-hmm. person who just told no. me no and mm-hmm. sent me out of the office. When she told me that, the rage I went from zero to a hundred. I was about to burn some shit down. <laughs> That is insane. And like at the end of the day, and I I, I had this exact same thought after I finally got, um, I had a, a terrible ex-boyfriend who stalked me for three years. I had to get an order of protection against him. It was a long process. It was very traumatizing. I had to like keep mm. saying the same story over, and it was, blah, 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 blah. different story for a different day. Long story short, I was approved. And that that feeling of like, finally finally like that was it was the like the distillation of this moment but at the same time i had this this like epiphany of you know it was so hard to do it was so hard to get here 
for for someone like me who is fully able-bodied, who has a very flexible job because I'm a freelancer, I have no kids who I have to worry about with daycare. I'm not in school. I don't have a nine to five job that I need to take off in order to go to the fucking courthouse and fight for my right to be safe and get an order of protection against this. Like I have all of these privileges and it was still that hard. Mm -hmm. So I cannot imagine how much harder it is for anybody else who has any of those you know, speed bumps that they have to take care of in addition to knowing that you're going to have to like go to court and convince other people that you are in danger, mm-hmm. which is essentially what I've had to do with this tubal ligation. Like I need you to understand if I get pregnant, that is, I do not wish that child on the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's the thing. What about, nobody cares about the kids once they're here. No, of course they But don't. God forbid, you know, you have any sort of say over your own body. Right. And the other thing, and I'm going to say something that's like, I should not even say, but I'm going to just say it because I think it's just another thing that's worth noting if you don't know about how women's bodies work and stuff. There are some women that um, if they got pregnant, they would die. Oh, there yeah. are some women that if um, maybe they have extreme mental challenges and getting pregnant and having a child would be bad. And they know that. Mm-hmm. These people are still being denied this of procedure. Course. Of course, because, so, because and, there's and, always And hope. you shouldn't have to, by the way, you shouldn't have to have a reason, a medical reason. It should also no. be because you're like, no, I this is what's right for me. Right. But that even people that do have these like extreme medical reasons, they're still being denied. Mm-hmm. It's, it's absurd. It truly is absurd. It's heartbreaking. It truly is. And I think like just how you were saying, there's that Maggie Rogers song that I just love. It's called Back in My Body. It's like knowing your body, you're back in your body, you're or, or maybe like you're you're finally in your body for the first time or yeah. you know, but like I claim in the space of it. Right. And I think of people who maybe were born, you know, a, a cis woman and then, you know, transitioning. That's where I fell down a rabbit hole on TikTok of understanding, you know, we, we you know, the female body gets a period every month. But if you don't identify as a woman and you have that fucking period every it's month. It's going to fuck with you. It's going to fuck with you. It's mm-hmm. going to really fuck with you. And it's just so sad that you can't – I mean, I hope that there are people out there that can find these doctors that you were able to find that you can trust and actually listen to. But just even you just making that – like, I wish everybody could see you. <laughs> see you. But it's <laughs> it's it really is like finally – um, really owning yourself, and it's a beautiful thing. Um, and I, and it really is. You're, I, I don't want to say this, but it's like, yeah, after twenty years of fighting, um, it's a privilege that it was able to happen. But there's so many people. But out also, there, it I'm shouldn't sure. have to have been. Right. Yeah, I it mean, should, that should not have been that hard. Frustrating. Yeah. I the wonder how much too, money plays into all that. I, but that's that's the thing. Like, you, usually, I'm the first person to be like, follow the money, follow the money. Mm. I, they'd get paid more if they had the procedure, if they did the procedures. Mm. So it do- it's, I feel like it's yeah. not money. I, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel like a, I mean, maybe there's something going on be- behind the scenes that's beyond my tiny girl brain ability to understand. But <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, I can't fathom what economic impetus there would yeah. be behind denying me something like that. It is a societal thing. And like mm-hmm. even these stories that you hear where, uh, 
first of all, they'll say things like, oh, what if you, what about your husband? What does your husband want? Like, I don't have a husband. Well, let's say you do have a husband. Well, what if your husband dies and you get remarried? What about him? What if he wants to have kids? What? What is this weird hypothetical thing also, you're Also, why would there? I marry a man who wants kids if I don't want kids? Right, if I don't want kids. I mean, it's, and also if he wants kids and I don't want kids and we decide to get married, then he's going to tough titties for him. I mean, I don't know. Like what? You know, and, that you're going to talk about that before get married. And if he wants kids and I don't, then he shouldn't marry me. I feel like right. well, yeah, we're I mean, it's here. like what is that? And then there are these stories of people like there was this one woman who uh, she had already had like two or three kids. She wanted to they didn't both parties, the husband and the wife did not want any more children. So uh, she said to her doctor, I want to get rid of my tubes or whatever. Do whatever that I'm not a doctor. Whatever the procedure is. I'm going to erase the tubes. (laughs) (laughs) The heating of the tubes. Um, And then the doctor was like, first of all, like, no, 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 you don't know. You might want more kids. And she's like, no, I really don't. Finally, he agreed to do it, but but not without the husband signing off. So then the husband had to sign off that he was okay with her eating her tubes. And then he decided to also double down and get a vasectomy. Mm -hmm. Not only did they just let him get the vasectomy, she didn't have to sign off on him getting a vasectomy. No, of course not. Because he knows what he wants. That's what this is about. No, we're That's like at the end of the day is what this is about. We're vessels. You You are a vessel. You are not, you have no value unless you have children. So it's like these doctors freak out. They're like, oh, I'm going to take your value away from you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, actually (laughs) You you take these away from me, it increases my value. Absolutely. Because I feel more like myself. Mm. My mom, like I said, has has known she wanted to be a mom since she was very small. Um, And when I first intimated to her that I don't want to have kids ever, when I was probably like 12 or 13 years old, She said to me, verbatim, having children is the most important thing a woman can do with her life. Oh, God, please. Gag me with this book. That that is the correct response. (laughs) Uh, And also, shout out for a 90s um, (laughs) turn of phrase. Much appreciated. (laughs) Uh, But like that stuck with me because not only and and, like she said it in a, you know, I was 12. Like, you know, you'll, you'll change your mind. But Barry darling you know fruit of my loins the most important thing that you as a woman can do with your life is to have kids didn't you know that is that why you don't want to have kids is because you didn't know that piece of information well now that you know this information you're going to change your mind it, it would and the, i mean it's just the the whole mentality behind that then being that like your purpose in life is to only serve others Period. And not only and they that, don't, and it's and they don't say that to men. You know what I mean? No. That's not. And not only that, yeah. but like the like what you were saying about who is this hypothetical man? Like the thing you were saying about the the woman needing to get her husband's permission. I'm being beholden to a man I don't even know. No. Yeah. Who you may never meet, and that's yeah. okay with. And you. also, <laughs> who's to say I'm straight? Like, <laughs> right. You know, you right. you doctor, don't, you don't know if I'm heterosexual or otherwise. Mm-hmm. You don't know if I have massive sexual trauma and the thought of another person touching me sends me into PTSD. You don't know. Right. You don't know. Like, what? I don't understand why. Well, I do. Un- I understand. Right. I do not empathize with the impulse to think that um, that you that that this person, this other person who has who met me 20 seconds ago. Mm. Right. Knows knows more about what I want for my life long term. Like, if you want to, I don't know shit about how 
the the chin, shin bones are connected to the leg bones, that's your job. I, I'm right. so excited for you to tell me all about how my rotator cuff is fucked and what you're going to do with it. Right. Live your dreams. Right. You don't, what I know about me is that I don't want to procreate. Mm. That's not something right. you can learn about in your textbooks and in your mm-hmm. clinical trials. Right. Right. Well, and certainly not within 10 seconds, right? No, I mean, like, it's, it's one thing if people were like, hey, this, oh, cool, you're interested in this thing, let's talk about it. Um, here, are the, here are the pluses, here are the minuses, let's make sure that you're sure, and then if you're sure, let's go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's something it's if you're not, if you're worried. It's almost as if the conversation is the part that matters and that's the part they don't want to do. Ah. Sweet, To me, it proves that um, the society and the doctors, men and fem- female and male doctors, don't view women as humans, uh, human people, because they're not having a conversation. They're not saying like, oh, this is interesting. Let me make sure that they, you know, if, if there's a question about it, let's talk about it. No, you're they just like as, saying, no. as a person with a uterus and so not therefore because I have you're a uterus. You're just like a walking uterus. I'm a walking something. uterus. And because yeah. I have a uterus, I must want to use it. And, and if I'm, cutting off the uh, the entry port to it, then there must be something wrong with me, clearly. And honestly, you know what sucks is for the last 25 years of my life, I thought they were right. I thought there was something wrong with me. It took me an exceedingly long time to, like, I've, I've never felt compelled to say, okay, well, you know what? I, I guess you're right. I guess there's something wrong with me. I guess I'll go get pregnant. Never gone down that route, thank God. Right. <laughs> but but I know plenty of people who have. And sure. so I've never done that. But it, it took me so long to not only own this, this thing that I've always known about myself, but to not feel shame about it. It is so exhausting to feel shame about something that you know is like, the best choice for you. And mm-hmm. and also, like, the the concept of, of me procreating and raising a child, you know, like, if I got a boob job and I regretted it, you pop them out, you pay the consequences, maybe you got some weird scars. That sucks. So, I'm mm-hmm. sorry that it didn't work out. You decide that you actually didn't want to be a mom, you got a whole ass human. There is another yeah. fucking entity yeah, that has to pay the consequences. You're forced to have the child now. Yeah, and I mean, with these crazy abortion laws Oof, that are being passed, I can't even. And then the child, and you know, child. I mean, like, it's awful. That's it's that's under, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really it's horrific. So it's and and the thing about like with with these abortion laws, you know, there's all this. Okay, well, if you if you don't want to have to deal with this, then just you know be pure and don't and don't ever have sex or don't ever get pregnant. And I'm like, that's all fine and dandy. But as somebody who has never been pregnant, has been sexually active, has mm-hmm. never been pregnant, and it's because I had access to places like Planned Parenthood when I had zero dollars to my name and I got mm-hmm. birth control mm-hmm. through them. It's because mm-hmm. I was educated enough to know that I needed to make sure that the guy I'm sleeping with is wrapping his dong and like you know, mm-hmm. all, all this stuff, it's because I had the education and the resources that I never had to make that decision. I never had to be faced with this scary little plus sign on the pee stick going, right. oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And but so if if that's the case, if what you want is to reduce the number of abortions, then make then don't make it so fucking hard for people like me 
who yeah. know they don't want to have babies yeah. to yeet my tubes. Just, right. Just let a girl yeet. Right. <laughs> you know? No. I mean, but, but then they're not advocating for that either. And they're making it as hard as possible. Right. So it's not about thing. reducing abortion. We it always not, talk about this. Yeah. yeah. They don't. Because abortions are going to continue. They're going. You can outlaw abortions, and abortions will find a way. What's the Jurassic Park? <laughs> Life finds a way. Life finds yeah. abortions, abortions find, find a way. way. So, but, and, and but they will kill women because of yeah. it because right. of, they'll be unsafe and all that sort of stuff. So it is not about abortions. No, it is I, about uh, it's control. It's about the Bi- Bible. It's about and control. Christianity yeah. and blah blah. blah but it's blah, not blah. even about it's, Christianity. It's not, yeah. It's well, that's they're hiding behind control. that. They're hiding behind yeah, it's that. Control. It's about. Yeah. Controlling women and Women's like body. not letting, but but that's also why I want to be. be very clear about you know the twenty years of no came from liberal Southern California. It had yeah. nothing to do with religion. Well, even that doctor that mm-hmm. lied to you and said he didn't do the procedure wasn't that in New York City? Yeah, I mean, what's a more liberal city than New York City? Practically the most liberal, right? So I, like, I even it's told not. the guy that I've been told no for twenty years, and he's like, "Oh, well, you know, here in New York, we're a little bit more open minded." I was like. I've been told no in New York City and in LA, which is where I was told no before. So I don't know where you're thinking about. Yeah. And also, you're literally telling me no right now. Right. <laughs> God. Oh, well, God. you're giving me a, a, a soft yes, which is essentially a no. May right. I ask how, how how the procedure, do they, was it lace, laser? <laughs> how do they do that? I don't know. How does, how does Lasix? <laughs> Lasix? Did they go Lasix through your tool. eyeballs? <laughs> no, I don't know. But was it basically how, how long were you in the hospital for? I just and I loved the way you recovery? physicalized lasers. You were like <laughs> like lightsabers coming from. Is that how this works? Which oh my Star god, Wars can fan. you imagine? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, if only uh, it is a lapar- lap- laparoscopic 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 Lapis- procedure. Oh wow! Say that ten times fast. Um, nope. <laughs> would, I uh, would you like to see my scars over Zoom? I'd sure. love to if you don't like to show it. Yeah. It's, it's easier for me to explain it this way. Da, 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 da. So we got this little guy They're right tiny. here. They're yeah. tiny, tiny. That's where the, the camera went in. Wow. Then huh. that's one. And that's the other. Wow. Wow. That's it. And this is where I donated so, my kidney. So that's the weird like upside down question that's mark. That's a whole other story. The, um, the, so just so for our listeners, they're just what? Three, two, three, four? Three. Little tiny scars, yeah. And, and that laparoscopic surgery, they do everything with that laparoscopic mm-hmm. They're about right a now. centimeter long, each scar, uh, to the point when the when I took the bandages off, I couldn't find them. Oh. I, I was like, where, where'd they go? <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, it's so laparoscopic, uh, for those who don't know, it means the like a little camera goes into the area and they inflate the abdomen with um, carbon dioxide. So it kind of poof, gives them like, it's like a tent mm-hmm. so that they can get into all your squishy bits a little bit easier. Um, but it makes it incredibly less invasive than procedures yeah. of the past. Cutting you open. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so what I actually got, you know, we, we call it a, a tubal litigation, a tubal ligation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just that makes me smile. Um, but <laughs> that's, <welcome. laughs> that's technically not the procedure that I did. A, a ligation is tied, essentially mm. um, tied off. And those ones, I think, are reversible in certain cases. Uh, what they tend to do now, which is what I got, is called a bilateral salpingectomy, which is so much fun to say, which just means they yeeted the tubes all together. Oh, okay. So they, they clampity, 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 or I guess just two clamps because it does it's not actually fully connected to the ovary. 
So clamp, clamp ah. at the place where it, it connects with the uterus. Snip, snip. Yeet, yeet. Sew her up. And is that just like a less um, invasive then? Because they can just go in with the laparoscopic. Yep, precisely. Gotcha. So it was a it was an outpatient procedure. Wow. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was fully put under. I was given a an alarming number of Percocet <laughs> to take home oh, with me. Yeah, isn't that oh! a whole other thing? My God, that's why we've got everybody. I was like, Percocet, thank yeah. you. I didn't get that much Percocet after I donated my fucking kidney, which is this wow. big, it's the size of your wow. fist. My wow. my tubes were this big. <laughs> I was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, I I was in pain because most mostly laparoscopic pain um, is either at the side of the incision or in your shoulders because the gases have to be worked out, which is why you just walk around farting all day. But it it tends <laughs> to accumulate in your shoulders, so like you have a little bit of shoulder pain that lasted for maybe two hours. Once I got home. Mm. Um, I ordered some tacos and petted my cat and watched QI on Amazon Prime for a few hours and fell asleep. Oh, well, that's good. That was it. And then for like, I'd say about a week, week and a half after I got like tired a little bit more quickly. So like my energy levels took a little Mm -hmm. bit of time to get back up to normal, but not in any sort of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, keeping you from doing your normal things, Mm -hmm. restrictive or, um, you know, I just had to like parcel out my energy a little bit better for a week or so. But other than that, that and was you're it. Feeling great? I feel great. Looking fine. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey, girl. Yeah. Hey. Hi. <laughs> yeah. But the other nice thing too is because it's just the tubes that yeeted. Um, I still get my I'll still get my period every month. Um, mm-hmm. and I still have my hormonal IUD. Mm. Ah. which mm-hmm. which is great in terms of the hormones being able to regulate the cysts in my ovaries because mm-hmm. of the PCOS, mm-hmm. which I still have. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. ask them because I was like, yo, if you're going to already be in there, do you want to just yeet the ovaries while you're in there? And then I don't have PCOS anymore. Mm-hmm. We're all excited. They're like, do you want to have early onset menopause? And I said, touche. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. Right. So right. We, we kept the ovaries. Um, but mm-hmm. by yeeting your tubes, and this is not something that they tell you when you ask for a tubal ligation, it decreases your risk of ovarian cancer by about 60%. Are you fucking kidding me? The, the, what? I, oh, this is what kills me. It's like... They don't care about us. They don't care about us. All I gotta say is that they don't really care about us. Uh, it's true. Uh, they don't. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's true. They don't. I mean that that proves that they don't. They don't care. It's not that I thought they it's cared not about before, but women's I mean, health. It's not about no. women's autonomy, bodily autonomy. No. It's not even about Christianity. It's mm-hmm. about no. control. Yeah. Mm. And this and and this very deep seated feeling and thought in men and women, mm-hmm. and because of the patriarchy, mm-hmm. that women are not that valuable, you know, at the end of the day, and that you know, like your and bless your mother's heart, but like how she said, you know, the most important thing a woman can do is have a baby, you know. And, and one of the one of the other breeder bingo phrases is, you know, I I didn't know what true love meant until I had a kid. And I'm like, wow, that's really special. And I'm, I'm happy that you yeah. have this amazing feeling. I donated a kidney and saved somebody's life. Like, mm. that feels really fucking good, too. Is it yeah. is it equitable? No. Is it the exact same thing? No, of course not. But, like, I, why are you gatekeeping love? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck? 
Have you tried fettuccine Alfredo from Olive Garden fresh out of the oven? Oh, I fucking love. Yo. Come on. Have you I taken a gummy yeah. and gone to an aquarium? Like, get into it. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I took a gummy and went to the David Bowie exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum. Ooh. It was the best day of my fucking life. I went that to, was I love. saw yeah. that exhibit. That was like, was it the greatest? Oh, it was, it was so the, good. So and I'm not even a huge Bowie fan, but I was like, this is this is an experience. Oh, it was so <laughs> On a great. gummy, I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, they found me drooling in a corner and they're like, miss, you have to leave. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so fun. I didn't but know I mean, true also- love until I took a bath while eating mozzarella sticks. So <laughs> yes. until oh you God. do that. Like, what? <laughs> don't tell us. Yeah. But that's that. like. Well, and the truth is sometimes people have terrible children. Like, don't tell me <laughs> that everybody actually loves their kids that much. I just I know that's not true. We all pretend like we do. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to say that, but it's true. And I, I mean, there's people. Some of these kids are f- bonkers, you know. Like some of them and are they're really humans. unattractive. I'm sorry, <laughs> just really, some really, really gross babies people. out there. I, I yeah. think a but lot. Even of not just a grown up. The the kids grow like they're not. So babies are one thing, but then like they grow up to be humans, Whole and then you have adults. to like deal with that human. And some of them are hard. So, who oh, somebody so had funny. Trump. Yeah. Somebody had that baby. Ugh. You know what I mean? I'm Ugh. just saying. On purpose. On purpose. Right. What's that so, about? I mean, don't tell me that, lo- like, do you think Trump as a baby is like, oh, this is love. No, get the fuck out of here. At the same time, I'll, you know. I'll die on that hill. <laughs> so that's, that's a fun hill. Um, but at the same time, I, th- I think part of the, the thing that's ingrained in us and part of the thing that I think my mom, why she said what she said and said it sincerely and not in a way of like, in, a, in, a, in an admonishing way mm-hmm. is like there's something about giving birth to a kid that seems to like allow you, you as a parent to feel that kind of love. And that's scary because you're giving that responsibility mm-hmm. to a fetus, which is, you know, mm-hmm. it's not great to oh, be born yeah. and already have a job. Um, yeah. So Love yourself first. Have compassion for yourself first. Find that true love to yourself first. And if you still want to make a human, you fucking make a human and it's going to be yeah. cute. And I will squish it. And you can have play dates with me and my cat. And we'll bake <laughs> cookies. And then you can go home. <laughs> yeah. But like, don't, don't put the onus of teaching you about true love yeah. By creating a human being. Because, because so you're many making it about that. you and not them. Right, mm. right. And I think that that's actually a very, very good point, too, about the reasons why people have children. Because I think that so, more often than not, people want to have little mini-me's or they want to have, you know, or they want, they feel empty inside. So they think that this baby will fill a hole in their heart. And you're like, no, no, no. That baby <laughs> is a person. It's not just like a little love nugget it's like no this is like a pooping vomiting like screaming loving hating human person the minute it comes out and you're gonna fuck it up if you like (laughs) treat it like that you're gonna fuck it up if you if you need it to um to be what you couldn't give yourself right and and you and and exactly like you said (laughs) if you need it to fill something in you some empty hole in you. It's like, no, that's not how this works. Yeah. And like, I I am a, a huge mental health advocate. I've, I've 
been back in therapy for a few years. I've been on and off with therapy. I'm finally medicated. What a dream. The, the struggle of getting fucking diagnosed and medicated for ADHD and depression and anxiety is a whole different podcast. Mm-hmm. But um, like, e- e- thank God that my core knew that I didn't want to procreate because like unpacking my own trauma and confronting it and healing and forgiving myself and not feeling shame about the things I had to do to survive as a kid. Like unpacking all those squiggly little strings is a monumental task. And I'm glad I'm doing it. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's shockingly easy, like putting down very heavy suitcases. But Mm -hmm. that's, that's work that I need to do. And I cannot fathom how anybody could do that if you also have to rear a tiny human at the same time. You can't. I mean, you need to be, like you said, you have to take care of, love yourself first. And then if you've gotten through some of that work and you're ready, then Mm -hmm. the other thing I got to just say, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, so many, I mean, most people, I think, have children and they've never spent time with children. They don't know anything about children. Yes, I know so many people that like, they're like, oh, we're having a baby. Like, and they, they barely babysat in their lives and then they're like oh what do we do what do we do and you're like yeah like this is you don't even know what you're getting yourself into especially people I think that are from like these people that um that get like you know corporate jobs right out of school and stuff mm. where like they don't they the just they ne- yeah they just mm-hmm. don't know what having we don't know what children are like <laughs> I have no idea they just and know it's like something off, you're like, supposed to do you're supposed to do yeah oh yes I want children to climb the at ladder you go- have to show what you yeah. have, yeah. I worked at the Children's Museum for a couple of years, and, like, uh, that was fun, but, like, talk about, like, <laughs> shriveling up your <laughs> ovaries but or whatever. But that's like, also reality. But at the same time, yes. I know I know plenty of friends who, you know, have babysat all their lives and, and have worked in daycares or are teachers for, you know, preschool, and they love being around yes, kids. Yes, like, of course. That is something yeah. they, like, it brings them yes. joy. And I'm like, you are the kind of person who should have a kid. Of course. Because yes. you you grasp what the world is through these little eyes. You're not trying to see it through your own lens. You're seeing it through their lens. And you're giving them the help that they need, not the help that you yes. need. Yes. Oh. And, I, and I don't mean to say that nobody should have kids because <laughs> that's not <laughs> it either. But I just am saying that, like, there's a plenty of people out there that had kids thinking that they knew what they were thinking that they wanted it, thinking when maybe in actuality it was that they were told that they were supposed to want those things. And I personally, you know, by doctors who kept telling them that they were supposed to have kids for 20 years. And their parents and they're, you know what I mean? And, and they're like everybody. That. Yeah. And they're everybody. And I've just recently kind of, I'm still don't know what my deal is with kids. I just don't know. But, and that's okay. And that's okay. Too. Yeah. And that's <laughs> like, okay too. But I did finally have a moment where I realized like whether I have kids or not, I also have never been somebody that was like playing with baby dolls and mm. like just like, oh, I just can't live without the idea of being a mother. I'm like, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. My mother was like that, too. Honestly, she wasn't I wasn't she wasn't going to have kids. It was um, like an accident baby. A little bit. But yeah. But I mean, so at least like I think she she still puts pressure on me a little bit, but I think she gets it because she was in a similar boat. True. But I just didn't have that. I don't have that. Gene, I think I'd be a great mother. I like kids. I really do like kids, believe it or not, even after everything. I'm no, I, I absolutely but. do believe it. I, I honestly think, and this is another fucking breeder bingo thing, is, is oh, well, you just don't like kids then. Or like, you must hate kids then. Right. No. And I'm like, no, no, that's 
that's not why I choose not to have a child of my own. Yeah. That's that has those are two separate entities, but they're it's that they're trying to justify it in their head somehow of like this thing that I've always been told is the thing that I have to do with my life. You're telling me you don't want to do it with your life. And I need to figure out why that is. And so therefore there must be something wrong with you. And they'll go through the fucking gambit. Whole ass strangers have asked me, oh, do you just hate kids then? <laughs> and I'm like, who who, who raised you? <laughs> yeah. I, why? Oh my God. Literally. Oh, I have to tell you the story. Um, so the morning I went in to yeet my tubes, um, it was at godforsaken early in the morning. I was the first surgery of the day at 7.30. I had to be there at 5.30. <laughs> Another reason why kids are tough, because you have to wake up early oh, at 5.30. Oh, hard anyway, no. I know. My, my, cat, <laughs> my cat was like lying next to my leg and was like, why are you awake? I was like, I don't know. Um, so I, you have to fast, you know, the night before. So you couldn't even drink. You could take like a little bit of water, but no coffee which makes me a danger to myself and others. <laughs> but um, So I, I get to the hospital. I'm doing the whole check-in process, blah, blah, blah. And I'm filling out, you know, the 97th form of the day. And at this point, it's like 6.30. So I've been awake for like two and a half hours. I know I'm, I know I'm about to go under into sleepy land, but like in the meantime, I got to kind of you know, keep myself awake. Mm-hmm. And the woman behind the, the nurse behind the desk who was helping me, you know, with the registration, she's like, you know, asking me questions, blah, 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 going down. And she says, OK, um, you know, who's who's picking you up today? I said, my friend Molly. Here's her phone number. Great. Um, do you have anybody? Uh, do you live with anybody um, in terms of like if, if there's somebody who, who could fetch something for you? And I said, no, I live alone. She goes, oh, it's OK, honey. You're still young. You'll find somebody. Ugh. And I looked up at her. I said, that's bold of you to assume that I want that. And she said, what? Mm. I said, bold of you to assume that I want that. And she was like, oh, oh anyway, uh, uh, so what's your address? Thank you. The morning. Thank you for speaking up and saying, because there's so many of us that just like have our hearts sink and just go on throughout the day. I will like, chalk I wish- part of that up to the fact that I was uncaffeinated. <laughs> 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 the, Whatever it takes. The, the spite was high. But twenty-five year old me would never have said that, right? Right. Also, how dare her say that? Like, for in in the in the profession she's in, and the and the and who, the procedures that are happening opinion? there. Yeah, you don't know. I like to eat alone a lot, and the hostess always has to tell me, "Oh, honey, you'll you know, oh, just really? just oh, one. God. Oh, do, no, do you think I'm oh, here with like, my head between my like head hung yeah, low and my no. tail between my legs no i'm right i'm here because i want to be happy as fuck <laughs> it is happier yeah, and i'm right. about to fuck up these truffle fries like yeah dude yeah get away <laughs> from my face so right. i so i told her that but i was just like it fucked with me because i was like fuck me the day i'm going in to like have this triumphant moment of getting this procedure i have been waiting so long for and people have been judging me for all my fucking life for wanting this procedure and at the finish line, the place you think you're safe, at the fucking hospital that's about to do this procedure, somebody makes an unsolicited comment and judgment about your life based on the fact that you are single, unmarried, without children. And the, and the woman behind the desk, she was my age. She wasn't, you know, some 80-year-old biddy who just, you know, wants to cuddle her grandkids so that she can bake them cookies and knit afghans. Like, it was a woman my age who decided that, also- that this was an appropriate moment 
to to say, oh, I'm sorry that you're single. You must be so sad about that. <laughs> so more and more and more and more and more and more evidence is coming out that the happiest humans on the planet are single women. And yeah, people yeah. don't, men don't, don't want to hear up. it. Nobody wants to hear it. Married people don't want to hear it. I'm but the happiest the, the, I've ever been. Ha- and it has been proven over and over mm-hmm. and over and over. Mm-hmm. And people don't like it, but it's true. And we're here. And we like it. And we're, and we're yeah. feeling good. It's well, so freeing. It's so freeing. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, taken me a lot of work to get to happiness being alone. But now that I'm here, be- because oh, And I'm sure part of it is because you've constantly been told that you're not going to be happy unless you have a partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because you need to define yourself by somebody outside of yourself, be it a partner or a child. or a, You can't be enough just as you are in your own body. That is the mm-hmm. constant messaging that we get as women. And it's so exhausting. Zero yeah. out of 10 stars. Would not recommend. Like, yeah. <laughs> Christ on a buttery Ritz cracker. Like, could we yeah. not, though? <laughs> it is so hard to exist as a human being as a concept already, regardless yeah. of what socioeconomic status you're in, no matter the color of your skin, no matter your gender. Existing is hard. Why mm. are you making it harder? <laughs> right. Yeah. Can I can I just sip some Chardonnay and pet my cat and watch Drag Race and like live my <laughs> life? Why do you need to right. have your nose You're not in my hurting asshole? Anybody? Right. I, yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing. I yeeted my tubes so that I don't hurt anybody. Right. <laughs> exactly. I am Beautiful. a danger to my future progeny. So <laughs> therefore, like I don't I don't wish this anxiety and depression on anybody else. The bloodline ends with me, right. bitch. Like right. Yeah. No. Right. No, no, mm. <laughs> we we don't need any of that. But also, like, I, I've, I've had people tell me, like, oh, well, you know, isn't there anything that you want to, like, pass on to a younger generation? I'm like, yes, absolutely. And I do. And I don't have to make yeah. a person in order to pass knowledge on to a new right. generation. No, of course. My actually, my, my, I mean, that's my friend who's staying with me right now. Uh, my friend Hope, she and I, um, we're both child free. And our friend uh, Jamie and Alf, they have the cutest little boy, Dylan. And we have dubbed ourselves the badass non-genetically related aunties. And like, that's an important position in society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are here yes. to love this boy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, no, and I have I have friends with children that I just adore, 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 yeah. adore. And I, you know, and I want to see them as much as I can. And I don't, I talk a lot of shit about kids, but mainly just because I'm just so angry about this yeah. idea that uh, people want to force it on that, me. That you you're know? somehow not whole unless, yeah. unless you have mm-hmm. this thing. And again, yeah. I'm like, yeah. have you eaten fresh fettuccine? Because that makes yeah. me feel pretty whole. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This has been this so This has in- been amazing. Yeah. And I, I know that that um we've been trying to get you on for a while and we just really appreciate that's right yeah so glad yeah the the yeah. first procedure got canceled because my surgeon got covid the night before oh no oh, relatable oh. <laughs> so but yeah a, a dream delayed is still a dream at least at least yes it that's great yeah thank well, you for well, can- <laughs> of course and uh, you have a show coming up called island girl and i want you to tell us about that and other places where our listeners can find you and all about what you do sure um yeah so i made a, a one-woman show i'm ethnically Hawaiian and my family many, many years ago lived there. And so we grew up with a lot of um, Hawaiian traditions in my home. And I made a whole show about it, about my connection to Hawaiian culture. Um, and it's really fun. It's it's music. It's 
ha-cha-cha, it's, it's ukulele, it's, it's the whole nine yards. Um, I'll be performing it live here in New York City at the end of May. The date has not been set yet, but if you want to follow me on the Instagrams, I am yes. at Barry K. Aloha, B-A-R-R-I-E-K-E-A-L-O-H-A. I will have all of my information there. Um, I also uh, did a, a series, I started it at, at the beginning of the pandemic Lovato two years ago, called the the one minute one woman show um some people may have seen that i did i do like one minute versions of different shows different movies i did hamlet i did um gosh i did sweeney todd i did um in the in the heights like all this stuff so that's on youtube if you are interested um i also do uh personalized videos as moana I've done that for oh, amazing for children uh, for the for the last couple of years. So if, if you want Moana to say happy birthday to your your wee baby, you let me know. Oh, I love it. Um, gosh, yeah, and yeah, I do. Um, most of my income comes from doing voiceover, so you'll probably hear my voice narrating audiobooks or selling you Budweiser in Spanish. Or yeah, <laughs> uh, actually, wow. I just recorded a, a spot for. Uh, customizable windows and doors for, um, you know, brand new homes. Would you like to hear about the coastal collection in York homes and bold <laughs> corals? Yeah. Wow, you're good. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> My- I have to say, I've I got a chance to work with Barry a little bit on a music video that's it's coming out. I promise. There's been a lot of edits, but um, uh, but it, you are just. S- extremely talented on so many different levels you really are one of these like extraordinarily talented people and very funny and like you just got it all thank you uh so definitely check uh definitely check barry out thank you so much and and i only had to pay her 20 bucks to say that it's that is a a steal (laughs) i'm an i'm an an easy sell oh i'm also thank you for i'm also part of a group called america's sweethearts we do uh vintage vocal trio sort of like the andrew sisters Check them out on Instagram as well. Oh, that's I forgot so to plug cool. <laughs> oh, yes, amazing. Thank you. Well, well thank you again so much for again. trusting us with your story. Oh God, I'm so thank glad you. that you you gave me a platform to like consolidate this whole rigmarole. Um, but also, if I, I know I've mentioned a few times in this, but um, I did donate my kidney a mm-hmm. year ago. I I did. I'm a non-directed donor, meaning I donated to a stranger. If that is of interest to anybody out there who is listening, I made a short form podcast about it called renal 911 r-e-n-a-l <laughs> um so feel free but also it i do talk a lot about um bodily autonomy and that and and it was a hard process to get to that point too and i was like i'm literally trying to save someone's life can you please help me um <laughs> so there there's a lot of the the venn diagram of that process and this process is you know not unrelated um yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm just so delighted that i got to talk about this and and I hope um I hope that anybody out there who has been considering this like please feel free to reach out to me I will answer any questions you have um I have I have resources there's a, a reddit thread that has a whole listing of doctors that are like child free friendly people across the United States I can direct <laughs> I will help I will help in any way that I can because love it you should be a, you should be able to do this Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, thank what you. What a delight. You're so welcome. Thank you, ladies. 